I am unashamed. What about you? So, Dad, I didn't mention it. I didn't mention it on the podcast yesterday. We were recording. But I did mention it on purpose because I actually thought about it because I know how you've been kind of down on all the birthday talk. But yesterday was your birthday. Of course, it's it's come and gone. So you were 75 years old. What, what's your what's your take on three quarters of a century on planet Earth? Yeah, my take on it is, and nothing happy about it. Everybody, happy, happy, <laughs> happy birthday. I'm like, no, ain't nothing happy about it. That's the fastest <laughs> 75 years I ever spent in my life. This, I mean, feels like to me, I just got here and you're like, good night. I wake up in the morning, I'm like, whoa, what in the world happened? I've got kids pushing 60 years old, Al. You're one of them. I'm 56. Your your offspring is 56 years old. That's and it was I'm pretty talking. fast for me, too. Was it fast? I'm, I'm trying to process that's the fastest 75 years you've spent in your life. In my life. But your life. And it was his life. Is 75 years. That's why you got to think about it, Jason, until it comes to you. You've uh, you've stopped my it. brain here. I've had a brain yeah. stop. Oh yeah. It, I think it, this is a new definition I for brain I, freeze. I don't know. I've seen it before, Jason. Listen, you who say today or tomorrow, today or tomorrow, we'll go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why you do not you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for let's see, you're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. This is two thousand year old writings, Chase. Instead, here's the way you ought to view your demise or your departure. Instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we will live and do this or do that. Well, I'll say that. Yeah. I was just trying to figure out what you meant by that. But he, he says, don't get too haughty about today, tomorrow, what I'm going to do. I'm going to plan this and plan that. He said, you better, you better think about that. And you say, you better work in what the Almighty has said. That Basically, James is saying, if it's a mist that just kind of appears and leaves, I, that's what I'm alluding to when you were saying I'm not quite getting it was the fastest 75 years you ever spent. I'm yeah, <laughs> I'm explaining when a little mist comes, Jason, <laughs> early in the morning we got duck hunting. When you look up and that mist is gone, you're like, that was quick. Yeah, That's all I'm saying, quick, quick. Yeah, I just was having trouble processing that statement. It, it was just <laughs> weird. But you were right. We were talking about this, I think, before we started actually <clears throat> filming this. Because I, I, I wasn't familiar with this verse, Job 14.1. But I think Job said this. Did he not? I, I don't know, know somebody, but that is important <clears throat> as to who's. Well, right. <clears throat> because I've had people come to Because some of me. Job's friends had some stupid things they said. Well, and even Job, even though he was, yeah. you know, it turned out great. When you lose, you know, your family and everything you have and you have your you're afflicted with sores and the evil one is just giving you a right and Wreaking a left havoc. and you're sitting on a pile of dung and you're assessing yep. the situation, you tend to say stupid things in that moment. And yep. so a lot of people they will I think this is a good case for the word context. People will go and read a saying from, from Job or one of his friends during that moment, and they'll say, see, I'm going to live by this principle. But most of the advice Job's friends gave him between chapters, Al, you know it better than I do, what? Chapters, oh, it's a big section. It's most of it. And 40? 40, 40 yeah. Is, is really yeah. bad advice for life. Cause they're like, that's right. This is all your fault. You and it actually wasn't. This there was a right. confrontation between the evil one and God, and he's like, "Hey, Job will hold up under the pressure." So, did I read Job fourteen one? No, you didn't read it. Oh well, let, let me let, let me read. Man, I do like what he says, but go ahead, Al. Well, I was going to say to prove your point, 
when you get to the end in Job 42, God said, hey, your friends, idiots. I mean, that's yeah. not, I'm yeah. paraphrasing, but but that, that's that's what he said. So he, he backed up everything you just said. Well, you got to be careful is when somebody who is a professional smoke blower, bullcrapper, whatever, however you want to do it, when they pick a obscure verse in that section of Job, and then they say, well, here's a life principle for you. Because God, you're yeah. right, rebuked them saying bad advice. Job 14.1, which I do think Job said this. He said, man born of woman is of few days and full of trouble. You said in that a verse in the Bible, I said, I yeah. don't know if I'm yeah, familiar with that, that. But the reason I wasn't familiar is because I, I used caution between Job 4 and 40. <laughs> Yeah. But it said he springs up because you got to remember, right when he's saying this, it's like what you said about, I don't know why everybody's saying happy birthday. Ain't nothing happy about this. He was having <laughs> one of those days here. So he's being a little negative. He springs up like a flower and withers away like a fleeting shadow. He does not endure. I'm scared to keep reading because I haven't read it beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's a truth though and one thing's for sure dad you and i are in a different place not to try to gross out our audience uh, but i mean i called you last week getting the name of your urologist so when that happens we're at a different point in our father-son relationship yeah when you start <laughs> oh, you know man. sharing information about the prostate mm. that's yeah. you know yeah. what's your psa count what's you know how many you taking time? to help out i mean I, how many times I, you pee in during the night I've reached a point where I will get up at least once during the night. But you're saying you get up it gets, multiple. I bet you I got worse. up seven or eight times. Somebody said, you ought to have your prostate check. I'm like, yeah, what else is new? So, you know. <laughs> it brings up that, that old joke, you know, Two Streaks to the Outhouse by Willie Make It. You know that yep, book? That's right. <laughs> You know, it's interesting that throughout the Bible, it's funny, I, I, I just looked over my concordance then, and I just looked up life. Husbands in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives. Treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you. So you, you, you've been with them a while, and, and, and he's talking about how you treat your woman. And he said, as heir, she's, she's inheriting with you, the husband, of, with you of the gracious gift of life. I don't know. I think sometimes we, uh, you know, when, they, when the human race turns on its own children and, and slaughters them, they're, they're not, I, I don't think they're seeing, now Peter, Peter said this in 1 Peter chapter 3, I don't think they view life, their life, as a gift, a gracious hmm. gift. So, you know, in that Acts 3 that we just went over studying the book of Acts, uh, this just keeps, uh, almost haunts me, but in a good way, but it just keeps coming up in my mind when Peter is talking to him, so you handed him over to be killed, you disowned him before Pilate, Although he had decided to let him go. I mean, he, you know, y'all stepped in. You disowned when they turned on Jesus and killed him, took his life. You disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. And then he said, you killed the author of life. When you, when you view life as and see Jesus as the author of it, Al, that means he created it, he made it life itself. You look at it that way, and I'll tell you one thing, as the years add up, there is a kind of a, an abiding hope that, that, uh, that, that helps you not fear it. You see what I'm saying? It, it's a, it's yeah, a hope that's... that's in your psyche, and you don't fear it. It's not like you don't dread it any. You just, uh, you know, the Apostle Paul said, when we leave our bodies, leave our tents, we groan. And it's kind of like a burden because we don't, yeah. we don't like that in between 
we leaving our bodies, our soul, our spirit, leaving our bodies to go back to the dust and then the return of Jesus, it's just that period of time. I don't think it's, I don't even think we're conscious of time. I think you close your eyes, your soul and spirit leave your body to be with God. You know you've made it, you're rejoicing, and your body is dead and asleep. But you, Jesus said, you believe in me, you'll never die. Which, uh, right. So that that's kind of factored into all of that. It's quite the quite the promise. <laughs> I think it's interesting in well, the, in that Job passage, he says because you got to remember what's going on here. I mean, he is he's at a low point here. Oh, he's been cleaned out. Yeah, and I mean, we're early on in the the self. I guess loathing. Based, yeah, loathing. <laughs> what what James is talking about? You know, you're saying you're going to do this, not another. You better think about old Job over. There. He thought look, he had it all. He had cattle, I mean, family. But look, yeah, but look what he says. He said, man's days, this is 5, 14, 5, I started reading on, are determined. You have decreed the number of his months and have set limits he cannot exceed. Yeah. Depressed. So look away from him and let him alone. You know, I'm hideous. Till he has put <laughs> in his time like a hired man. Then, then this is how bad, I mean, I'm not making fun of him because I know that was a tough situation, but it says at least there's hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it'll sprout again, and its new shoots will not fail. Its roots may grow old in the ground, and its stump die in the soil. Yet at the scent of water, it will bud and put forth shoots like a plant. But man dies and is laid low. He breathes his last and is no more. As water disappears from the sea or a riverbed becomes parched and dry, so man lies down and does not rise till the heavens are no more. Men will not awake or be roused from their sleep. So you see, he's just going. That would be a great example of him feeling so bad that he's like, there's no hope. This is horrible. But then he does say this, if only you would hide me in the grave and conceal me till your anger has passed, if only you would set me a time and then remember me. Because he thought God was doing this to him. Yeah. Which it was the evil one. If a man dies, will he live again? So he has that question. We have 14. a little confusion here about the resurrection of the dead because there's no promises made about the resurrection at, at this, this point. Yeah, and he just saw all his family die. He, he's looking at he's it grieving. From, a, from, yeah. a, from a heathen view. But he did say... you got to remember, he, he, was, he was an ancient, and so in the ancient days especially, I mean, this is pre-Judaism even. I mean, all you had was your family legacy. Like, it lived right. on through your kids. They didn't really have any other understanding than that. So if you lost all them in one fell swoop, and then your wife says, I hope you curse God and die... I mean, and then you yeah. get sick. I mean, there ain't much left. <laughs> I think it's a great analogy, though, for our current culture, because that's what yeah. how they feel the same way. Because then his buddy, Eliphaz, the next chapter, he's like, "What an idiot to say these things." You're, you know, he was just like, "You're evil." This is yeah. why this all this happened. You're no good. Just cough it all Sorry. up and get it yeah. over with. Tell us what Tell happened. us what you've been doing. What have That's you right. been doing to cause this? You're, You're being cursed. punished because you messed up bad, but you won't own up to it. I mean, yeah. they just rag yeah. him about it. Which is no different from our culture. <laughs> why is this happening? Why do bad things happen? It, it's really, you know, they start off with the first book that was actually written is this scenario that, as time goes by, the same scenario happens. Why are people, why are bad things happening? You know, it's depressing. But where's the, where's the future? How does this end? Jace, let's, uh, let's take a break. I don't know if y'all remember, but in uh, Rocky Three, one of the old Rocky movies, Clubber Lang was Mr. T. And they said, Clubber, what do you expect from the fight tonight? And he said, Pain. <laughs> and that was all he said. <laughs> Pain. That's a good line. Good line. <laughs> so I think about that line, Dad. I think about your 75 years on the planet, 56 for me. Jace is 52? I don't know. 
I really don't know at this moment. You know what the one thing you can expect from years on the earth, Dad? In the words of Clubber Lang, pain. What's that? Pain. Yep. Yep. It's going to come. You know, you get some aches, you get some pains, you get some years on you. The old body begins to wear out because you're getting closer to the resurrection. But we at least got something to help us through the process. That's uh, one of our sponsors, Omega XL, which you and I have been taking. And it's been great for me. I have to say it's helped me a lot. And mainly because it deals with inflammation, which takes that inflammation down, which is where your aches and pains come from. So we want you to check it out, uh, help you with your aches and pains, especially those of you out there that are getting a little bit long in the tooth like us. You go to OmegaXL.com slash fill. That's OmegaXL.com slash fill. You're going to buy your first bottle, get your second bottle free. So it's two months worth, which is about how long it takes to kick in fully. Or you can give them a call, 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. Check it out. But then to Dad's point, which is brilliant, when you look at it in Acts 3, so Peter's, this is thousands of years after Job, and Peter is challenging them and saying, you guys thought it was a good idea to let out a murderer and to kill a man who's completely innocent. Yeah. I mean, what a mindset. Now you come forward another 2,000 years, and we got people saying, you know what? We should let people out of jail. I mean, just willy-nilly. And then we should lock up people who don't wear a mask or do something else that we don't like. I mean, you're yeah. like, what? Or, I mean, have we got, have we lost our minds? Have we gone insane? <laughs> it's the same mindset. Well, yeah. Missy had a good point on that. We were discussing when she was writing her blog pre-resurrection day is that in i think bill o'reilly brought this out too in his book killing jesus that you know back then when you wanted to do somebody in i mean you you could call it a public trial but you basically you know they did that in the wee hours of the morning and the people that would have supported <laughs> jesus they're all sleeping or with their family i mean so i think a lot of reason they're give us barabbas is they you know once from a political standpoint, they want to do you in. Nothing's changed in our right. world about that. They'll do you in. They'll get around. They'll fix the jury, fix the trial, you know, as far as in the public persona of how that was. So yeah. I do think that was a factor back then. To, you had You had people who just felt Jesus was a threat and let's let's trump up some charges and and do him in i mean we'll end this right here yeah this i i, well, I, I looked up disown it means to repudiate to 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 just uh i mean have nothing to do with make no you know have no i mean it it, it means block him out i mean he he is i mean think about it how the author of life and 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 he's he's dying you say well how does that well work? i love the point jace made when we were talking about that that that's an oxymoron if you just look at it straight up i mean how could you possibly kill the author of life well you couldn't unless he was willing to give his own life because yep. as we know they didn't really they killed him but he allowed it to happen because he came here for that purpose he i think a bigger point to said, both of he repeatedly told them what they were going to do you're going to kill me. Right. He told his disciples, right. they're going to kill me. Three days, I'll, yep. I'll, I'll, I'll come forth from the dead. And they're all like, do right. what? They It never mentions except one time where Peter said, that's never going to happen. Well, Jesus turned on him quickly and it called him Satan. Right. You, you, you know what I'm saying? The rest of the time, they right. just kind of looked at each other and thought, what, 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 what what's he talking about? Well, the underlying point, Dad, is that you can't really kill the author of life. That's the problem because he won't stay dead, and so which is why he's the author of life. I mean, exactly can't get rid of it. To me, that was my favorite part of Peter's sermon when it when he said, "Yeah, it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him." Yeah. That's the one. one That's the only thing that makes the seventy-five years that went so quickly. That's the only (laughs) thing. Out at the end of the day, I'm seated here now. I feel better just because I drove over here. We've mentioned this. 
Oh, look. You see what I'm saying? Every time I hear I mean, the word impossible. You're feeling better by the minute. I'm feeling better by the minute. The more we talk, the better I feel. Every time I hear the word impossible in the Bible, and there's several, I've looked up every one, I, I, that music of Mission Impossible, the movie, the lie, the movie that was the lie, is Mission Impossible, and he goes out and does it. Okay. I hear that music. Because I'm thinking, you tried to kill Jesus, and it was impossible. That You want a Mission Impossible? Now, there's something to make a movie about. The play because the only thing that was true about that was that music. Awesome. And I watched the movie, it was entertaining, but my point is it was all a lie. And this mission impossible was built on truth that he is the author of life and it's impossible to kill him. Yeah. Another point um that, that fits both those contexts you were talking about. So remember this all started with Job in heaven with Satan basically saying, you know, I've been looking around for somebody to ravage and God says, Hey, what have, have you thought about Job? Which frightens me to no end to think that that conversation could happen. Cause you know, you're thinking, you know, if he looks at you and says, he's blameless and upright, why don't you give him a shot? And he Please does. Don't pick me out. Do- Please don't pick me. That's what I'm I mean. Most are like, Oh, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. So, but it, then he makes another run at him. But look, after everything Joe went through, and look, he went through some serious soul searching, like you said, but he did not curse God. And at the end, he was proved to be exactly what God said he was. But my point was that whether it's they kill, them killing Jesus or what you're seeing today in the streets or, you know, Job's friends, Satan is the one that's the architect of all evil. So sometimes you look at people and you're like, I don't know, we just need to kill these people or do something to these people. But remember, Satan is the one behind the scenes pulling all the strings with these people. They're just blind guys that don't know. They're just following evil. Yeah. And don't even know out. why that stands out in that book of Job. It's never addressed that. I mean, especially in our social media world. I mean, there's something to be said about getting terrible advice. I mean, he got yeah. the worst possible advice and still lived to tell about it, but that really comes right. out there about all these theories on why bad things happen and what's wrong with your life. And I guess I think about all this psycho babble that's out there about why we do the things we do. And I'm like, you know, it seems to me it comes back to this battle of good and evil. Everything seems to revolve around that. It does revolve around that. You know, it's pretty interesting. Uh, People go to great lengths to try to prove that there is no author of life. None. You know, if if you say we're just a ball of molecules that came out of the ocean, that somehow salt water melded us and put us all together, put a brain on, on top of our head, inside our head and gave us these thoughts about the cosmos, where did it come from, what am I doing here, where am I going, is there a way out of here? Well, you know, if you had no hope of that whatsoever, just take out, take out the author of life, just move him out of the way and take your chances without him. Al, I, I can see how people would be a little bit oppressed in their thinking and do some crazy things. I mean, when you, if you have no hope, I mean, what we're saying yeah. today, they listen to that yeah. and they're saying, they're idiots, well, they actually think <laughs> that they're going to keep living after they die. Yeah, the last Bible, well, the last Bible study I had that went down this vein, <laughs> I said, look, because they were like, it's science. It's, it's, it's all about science. I said, it's all about a scientist. I was like, the difference, I, I believe in science. I said, but I'm going to point back to the origin of life to a scientist, which would be God. You're just using the science without a, a scientist being in being the origin. I said, I have trouble with that. <laughs> no matter what your science says, if it never leads to an actual scientist in the beginning... I'm going to have to question your science. I mean. <laughs> uh, Jay, spot, 
Follow the science, Jace. Follow the science. Follow the science. It better lead to a scientist. They're like, well, we have them now. I said, yeah, but I have them then and now. It's just one right. being or three, depending on your interpretation, but three and one works they've, for me. They've scattered somewhat into the, oh, just barely, barely going out a little ways when they got to the moon. They said, we did it. We got to the moon. There's nothing we can't do. Well, now they got a rover. It's on Mars. They're, they are scrambling as best they can to to get out there, but it's way too big for them. It's, it's light years. You'd have, to, you'd have to visit other places. But they've got this quest out. They're looking. Don't ever doubt this. They're looking for water because they think yep. – if they find water, water is the author of life instead of Jesus Christ. Yep. They say if we can find yep. water, we think we can find life. So far, Al, it's a it's a zilch. Nothing. Yep. No water and no life. And they're saying, well, the principle what, what are you going to do? They said, we're going to keep looking. We're yeah. going to keep looking because we think somewhere out there, we're going to run into it. You got planets on our left, no water and no life. Planets on our right, no water, no life. And then, then the last, there's not about four of them that actually you could but, but put here, a rover on. The, the rest of them are just balls <laughs> of gas. And they're saying there's got to be just well, some a of them, smidgen well, of life and we can find it. Some of them you can actually fly through. Hey, Jase, let's take a break. So, Jace, uh, when you're searching out there for precious things under the dirt, uh, what's, yeah. what's one of your favorite things to find? What's I'm your favorite like metal this. to find? Maybe it's a bit. I, I, am a, I am a fan of silver. I like mm-hmm. silver. I like it cause because it holds up well. It holds up well. Well, that's, that's a perfect lead-in for one of our sponsors, American Hartford Gold. But they also sell silver. So they sell gold and silver. And you know why, Jace? Because they say it holds up well. You get, you know, stock market issues, recessions, but people have always, you know, wanted gold and silver and it's still the same. So this firm is one of the highest rated in the country. Having said that, I've never been disappointed in finding gold. Well, there you go. You, either one or it's met with equal enthusiasm, right? So if you call them up right now, Jace, they're going to give you $1,500 of free silver on your first order, which is pretty – I don't know how many ounces that is, but it's worth. But let me give you the number, 866-785-4345. That's 866-785-4345. Or you can text the word PROTECT to 65532. So let's text PROTECT 65532 or give them a call 866-785-4345 get you some gold or silver. So what I'm saying is though I mean three-fourths of the planet's water how much of your body's water? Oh like almost 80%. My point is the money you will spend and the things you will do in order to see if we can find life some other place than here and so far it has been zero they 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 just haven't stumbled up on life or water as far as i can but tell guess what if they There's do a mars used to have water because look at that surface look they said we i think we can find some water <laughs> at both poles if we could just find the water but phil if they do find it they're going to die on their way there <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying years to get there. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, hey, we found water. All right, by the time we get there, we'll be long gone. But they say uh, <laughs> Mars is just full of rocks and iron and metals. Ooh. And and they said, Well, we found rock and we found iron. It's a metal detector's and, dream. But they are scratching and scrambling <laughs> and bring it back a lot and inspecting them. They're saying, Was there ever life here? They just have not come up with it. And I, I don't know. I just hate to be in a position to where I had absolutely no hope. So I'm looking at these old writings about the author of life, and I said, you know what? It makes me more comfortable to know that 75 years just went shoo. And I said, I'm looking ahead, and I'm like, if this is all there is, 
That was fast is all I have to say. Yeah. Mighty fast. Well, you know what we need to do is we need to come up with a machine that's a water detector and water sell detector. it to the people going to space to oh, find water. They will buy them as fast as you can get them out, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they are hunting that water. You'd think it'd be a little bit of it somewhere out there, but then so far, no. Nah, they didn't even scratch the surface as far as travel goes. I mean, I read the other day well, in encyclopedia, it. it's 100,000 light years our galaxy is if you just went across it to get one. That, it's 100,000 light years wide. I mean, just think, traveling at the speed of light, 186,000 miles a second, it's 100,000 light years from one end to the other. I'll... Yeah. We're not going out there. We don't have a vehicle or no. any other thing that's going to get us out there. <laughs> They're not going to be able well, we to find. Got... They haven't found water, and they haven't found life. They're still looking, and they're looking at what we're calling the author of life, and, and that's what it says, and you're like, at least we have hope of that. I don't know. Yeah. However, we're not getting out of here unless it's, if this is not true. It's just that simple. So I'm going I with agree. it. Y'all will follow suit. So when I pass on, don't be moaning. Look, put on some Creedence Clearwater Revival, you know, down on the river. <laughs> Play something, but don't be crying and saying, boy, we lost old Rob, lost our dad. No, you didn't. Not according to Peter. Peter said, I know I'll soon put this tent aside as the Lord Jesus has given me. Talking about his body. And I'll make every effort to see that after my departure, he was playing. He's he was looking at death like uh, no, nah, uh, physical death. He said no, nah, it's just you just move on, and you put your your body is in the ground, but you your soul and spirit are alive. You get your you get your body back when Jesus returns. So he wasn't worried about it at all. And he's the one that scampered out of there when they crucified him. So think, something had changed his yeah, mind. I think I think the same thing. The reason you weren't happy about uh, 75, but now you seem happy because you started thinking about what you're in on. Yeah. So we. Did it actually uh, shorten the time to begin the reward process, which is pretty amazing. Uh, so in lieu of that, I wanted to tell you something happened last night because we were talking the last podcast about, um, you know, living kingdom living. You were talking about, you know, how do we live and what does that look like? And I thought it was a perfect example of how people recognize something in you. Remember we were talking about love that flows out of people. So Lisa and I are sitting in our backyard here, down here, and we decided to have dinner outside. It was beautiful. It was, weather's perfect. And so like we fixed our plates, we went outside, we're sitting just kind of in the middle of the, the bald open, you know, about maybe an hour before dark. And so one of our neighbors who was just getting back to her house, she sees us. So she brings her supper out and sits with us. So there's three of us sitting at a table of four. We're talking, having a spiritual conversation, really good. And then my neighbor from across the street walks up and I could tell he was kind of upset. He had tears in his eyes. And so he starts telling us this story about, you know, he, he's a fisherman. He's a boat captain down here and he, and he fishes every day. And uh, he had been out in a kayak where he lost his phone. He, he's brand new kayak. He lost his phone in the water. Is that where the tear? Is that where the tear is coming from? Well, I'll, I'll get to that. So that started his day in a bad way. He said, "I was just having the best day. I was fishing. And, you know, life was good. I was communing with the Almighty." He said, "Then I then I turned the wrong way, dropped my phone, and now my phone doesn't work." He said, "But that's no big deal until I get home." He's and his wife found out her brother who lives in brother in law who lives in Tennessee had had a bad accident on the side by side, flipped it over and wound up in a river and about cut his leg off and. Well, the wife just took off, you know, to go be with her sister because she's a nurse here. Well, the guy was upset because he had no phone. He couldn't call her. He really wanted her to wait and then go together. So he was kind of upset with her, but worried about her at the same time. And you could just tell he was kind of been, I said, well, look, sit down here. Let's talk for a minute. And uh, so I said, why don't, we, why don't we pray for your brother-in-law? What's his name? I told him his name. And, you know, he like he said, he's in tears. So he gave him his name. I said, what's your wife's name? And gave him his wife's name. So we just took a minute, the four of us, joined hands at my table, sitting out in the backyard, and we had prayer. And I prayed that it wouldn't be as severe as the initial report and that, you know, God would already start working on it. 
So we sat around and talked for maybe 30 minutes and he got up and this is what made me think about that. When you said you were feeling so much better, he, he looked at all of us. He said, I feel so much better after talking to y'all and, and praying. He said, just thank y'all so much for doing it. I mean, he was just genuine now, no tears. He was like, you know, it's going to be okay. So he, he heads back over to his house and um, let's take a break. And then about an hour, 30 minutes later, we're sitting on the back porch and he walks up and he says, you ain't gonna believe it. God has already answered that prayer. And I was like, what? He said, my wife's on her way back. She's got a call from them. It wasn't as severe as they thought. He's, he's got to go to surgery, but he's probably not going to lose his leg. And now she's coming back home. And, you know, I just, and I got my phone to work, you know, so I could talk to her in the, in the car. And he said, you know, just God is good. You know? And he was like, I yeah. said, well, let's pray again. Cause we're going to yeah. tell, we're going to tell him things. So, and then the wife shows up and then comes over and we had another prayer. So what I'm saying is, you know, we, we just have met these people, but already, like they're drawn to something. And last night, I mean, out, I saw him out in the yard this morning. He said, God's still good. And he, I mean, he's still answering prayers. And I just thought, mm. you know, people sometimes make it more complicated than it should be. It's just living in a community and showing Jesus and having those conversations. So it was just a, I thought it was a stark example. Yeah, true. I think the struggle comes in though, when something like happens to Job, where it doesn't work out, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. what, well, what, you know, what if it would have turned worse, you know, eventually you're going right. to, you get to having to trust, even though you don't really understand why this is happening or, cause I think there's joys, right. there's hills and there's valleys. That's why I think, you know, when you study the word with this creator, with a person in view, going back to the science scientist illustration, which you can do about everything. When people want to discuss where the creation come from, comes from, I'm always going to go to the creator. It, you, no matter right. what aspect you pull up, you, you go to DNA. You want to discuss that. Is it from God or not? I'm going to go to the encoder. I'm always going to go to the person right. and they're always going to go to the writings, the thesis, the the right. manual. So I think that's what right. it's really all about because there are some some crash landings in the Bible. I mean, most of the, the main characters all died horrible deaths. You think about it, you you when Peter's talking about leaving his body and going on to be with Jesus, he said I know I'll soon put my tent aside, as the Lord Jesus has made clear to me. I'll make every effort to see that after my departure, which is a lot better than demise, after my demise, he could have said, but he said, after my departure, I'm leaving here. You'll always be able to remember these things. Now watch this. We did not follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Just think about it. Charles Darwin pulled one of the most clever invented stories, mighty clever. We, 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 we came from salt water. Salt water is what made us. Microbes. Uh, Peter said, uh, look, we didn't follow stuff like that, cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's an author of life. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. He received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, this is my son. Peter and them were there that day and they saw him walk up on that mountain. And there's Elijah and Moses and they're seeing They've got glowing faces. He said, this is my son whom I love, the voice of heaven to him, him I'm well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. And then he talks about the prophets and saying this word is like a light shining in a dark place. You know, if you take away the fear of death and it's conquered for you, and you know 
what they say about just your departing to into immortality. Al, it's going to be hard to top that from anywhere. So this is the only time, only thing I believe we have on planet Earth that makes these kind of promises all because of one person. Well, with historical evidence. Yeah. I mean, I've used this example. I don't know why everybody wouldn't say, I'll tell you what, I think think I'm going with that. I've used this example many times. There's a lot of them. For us to believe that this is all just a made-up story to make weak people feel better, which is what people who who don't believe I've heard them say. For all these guys who wrote this, and you can go look at different history books or Josephus and see these characters, they would have had to come up with a lie and then die for it, knowing it was all just a big glorious lie. Just seems a little different than people. I mean, I know people die for bad causes. We've, we've, America's seen that. But to know it was all a lie, that he didn't, because it all hinges on the resurrection. You know, if Jesus didn't come back from the dead, I wouldn't be sitting here talking about this. Me either. I mean, that was the game changer. And I think it's the game changer in people's lives when they struggle because. We are like flowers. We are like grass. I mean, it is quick. That's why Jesus' greatest line, in my opinion, the greatest is when he said, I am. Yep. Because your mind has trouble processing that. Because guess what? We are not. (laughs) We're trying to (laughs) slow down. It's all relative the way we look at it. Just one day after another, it's just like a blur. That's happening, and we'll look up. We won't be here, but I believe we'll come back because of things like you just referred to. I mean, the transfiguration, that's always been one of the motivating things. I'm like, and people will say, well, what exactly was going on? I don't know. Supposedly dead, two dead men are standing beside Jesus. one never died. One One never died. And one that couldn't find his body. Well, one did die, and they couldn't find his body. And they're hanging out on a mountain in some kind of radiational view. And it's not even just that. It's it's like that that uh, comment Paul made in Corinthians when he said, you know, you, you want to talk about boasting. He said, you know, I knew a guy. Where's that at? Uh, 2 Corinthians 12. Yeah. I think. He said, I knew a guy that was called up, called up to the third heaven. I'm like, oh, there's three. <laughs> so, and hey Jason let's take another break I'm like this is the kind of space travel that I'm into I don't want to go find a planet where there's water and I'm dying before I get there because Star Trek's not real I, there is no warp speed you can't go so fast and, and travel oh but one of these days we'll figure it out no you won't no. You're not going to make it. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that right now. Too you big. will not make it. Now, Too if big. you bring Jace. a wife and have a kid on the way and have somebody there to stagger that, maybe your children's children will make it and find some water. <laughs> but while you're doing that, I'm going to try to figure out how to go to this third heaven. Because yeah. he saw <laughs> things that were not allowed for men to speak of, and they were inexpressible. Yeah. And I think it was what a he was saying is, if I begin a, to tell you what I saw, this will your brain it will yeah. your brain will explode. Yeah. And it's, I'm like, I want that explosion. It does give you a hint that there's definitely things that are going on because we had a lot of questions, and Dad kind of alluded to one of our questions earlier. Uh, about the process of how it happens. Because even last night, we t- I told you we were discussing with my other neighbor, and she asked me about cremation, and we get this a lot on the podcast. That's a process question. In other words, that's like, well, I just don't know. How would that be possible? You know, someone is cremated, and their ashes are thrown into the uh, you know Grand Canyon. How would it be possible for them to be you know brought back together? But you got to understand, yeah. if, the, if the God who we're talking about created you, I mean, you weren't, and then you were. 
and you, you know, came uh, from uh, dust egg. and you'll go back to it so what's the what's the and thing? you'll well, go back she, to it and look I, everybody that's ever everybody that's ever lived goes to dust i mean whether you cremate it or they put your body in the ground that's correct eventually if you're underground long enough you're back to back to where you started yeah. the author of life built you built you to begin with and when right. this one goes down he'll resurrect it and redo it again well if you got here right. somehow you, you, then you can it come wouldn't back be a, it it's wouldn't be point. a problem well, if it's impossible for you to die then it doesn't matter if you're cremated Not but at all. We, human tradition came up with that and all this witchcraft right. and on the side and what happens when i'm stuck in the in-between and there's ten thousand thousand movies about this space in between and houses are are haunted you know and i went metal detected a house the other day that nobody lives in anymore and it was not in a great part of town and i was like well i'll carry my gun they're like oh you don't have to worry no one's gonna come up there because they all think this house is haunted i said well that's just my kind of place <laughs> Cause I don't, <laughs> I'm serving one. He, he's not, he's above haunted houses. So guess what? I went out there and nothing has happened. It's been awesome. You, but, didn't, you didn't hear any voices or. Well, I mean, the metal detector is doing those kind of things. So a case could have been made. There was a power surge that was happening to my uh, metal uh -oh. detector. Uh oh. Yeah, because I was telling the people who let me go there, and they're like, oh, this is haunted. It's haunted. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. Resur I'm going with the resurrection. But I, I think we look at it practically. Y'all were talking about we came from dust. I mean, I believe. Overall, women look better than men because they actually came from a rib. You know, we, the mm -hmm. men can't, that's why we're, you know, we look like dirt. Yeah. And uh, that's if a, you had a choice, Chase, of eating dirt mm -hmm. or eating ribs, what, what would you that's choose? That's why I'm saying, that's why overall, I mean, I hate to <laughs> burst everyone's bubble. Women all together are, they're, they're better. They, they have a better source. I mean, I dig in the dirt all the time. I look at ribs, I think, okay. I mean, look, it's nothing earth shattering <laughs> about a rib, but compared to dirt, oh, it's phenomenal. <laughs> these are, these are the kind of things I think about. Yes, that's what scares me. I, 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 I've never we've lost your, We've lost your mic. Uh, yeah, that's what, what? <laughs> He'll get nervous. You said that's what we've well, noticed. It's like when everybody took wrongly this idea I think the reason Revelation was written to try in visionary form was to try to get you to get a picture of, you know, heaven or the afterlife. But we don't have anything to relate, just like the Second Corinthians 12. These things are inexpressible. But all these people in our culture, they're like, oh, there's going to be streets of gold. And I mean, he just spent the first 65 books saying God is not like gold or silver or images. And then we get to Revelation, I'm like, oh, the greatest, because this is what I deduced, the greatest commodity in heaven will be what? Based on what people think. This is kind of a riddle. Yeah, yeah, high precious metals. No, dirt. Dirt? Because they're like, it's all gold and silver. Then... It's like flip. Now, if you can just go find some dirt to dig in, because yeah, I like digging in the dirt is my point. It's it's fun. <laughs> so that's why I think it's wrong. They took a picture and they tried to apply it. It's inexpressible. It, it's so much better. Straight of gold. You're thinking way too small. <laughs> that's right. He yeah, was. Right. He used the greatest, flashiest thing that you could imagine to try to give you just a, a just an idea that, okay, this is awesome. But it's just like the transfiguration and this 2 Corinthians 12. It was inexpressible. You know, Peter was looking around at the ground muttering to himself because he, he couldn't. He's like, boy, it's good for us to be here, isn't it? Maybe I should make some shelters for y'all because if this gets out, what? Ain't nobody going to believe this. Plus, it's, it, 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 <laughs> uh, the picture... It's always the saints 
their glory, their singing, they're, they're all together. It's the ones who died and the Romans slaughtered. You get pictures of them and they're all praising God and they're all, I mean, it, it's just a big family unit out in the, out yeah. somewhere out in the cosmos, wherever. <laughs> you can't well, make a, you I can't think make it's beyond up. the cosmos. You know, when oh. I, that's why I, when I saw that third heaven, thought I'm in. All right, I'm going on this trip. So when people ask me right. about global warming, I'm like, yep, it, it'll happen one day. When they talk about space travel, I'm like, yep, that that's that's going to happen too. When they talk about living forever, I'm like, yep, I'm, I'm in on that too. I mean, Jesus covers all these bases. Plus, yeah. on top of everything else, we have the word of the prophets made more certain, Peter said. You'll do well to pay attention to it as a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. You must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. He said, I know some of these things you're reading and what these prophets, these guys who were put together to write this, I know what you're thinking a lot, Avi. He said, prophecy never had its origin in the will of man. Men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Yep. There'll be false prophets. There were false prophets then, and there'll be false prophets now. Just stick with the the the, the dialogue. Pay close attention to yep. what he's saying about life, death, and all the things in between and afterward. So it makes me think, though, Phil. You brought that up about they were carried along by the Holy Spirit, which is why we have the incredible Word of God. But you know, the first couple verses in Genesis says the Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters of yep. the earth. Yep. And then, you know, as we surrender to Jesus and we're baptized in this search for water, they should be searching for that spirit. Because if yep. you get that, there's a game changer. Yep. That's what he told Nicodemus. So, so don't sweat the process. You know, just trust the programmer. I mean, he, he, he laid it yep. out. He said he'll take care of it. So that's above the pay grade. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. You'll come back. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.